Hey, this is Desiree. And this is Rachel, and you're listening to Diagnose with Children. I mean, I've done it three times. <laughs> Contemplating doing it again, I mean. <laughs> you probably already did it, you sickle. It's probably already in there. <laughs> no, I was the kind of person where uh, I knew when I got pregnant. Instantly. Like, when I got pregnant with Emma, I knew I was pregnant after that act. Like, something switched. And people can call me crazy if they want, but I feel like if you've had it happen, you know. Uh, I knew that that particular act created a pregnancy. Interesting. And then with Riley, we had had other things that it were kind of, like, scares. But then when I look back to right when I actually was pregnant, I was completely calm. And I knew the second I peed on that stick that it was going to be... Positive. It was like I already knew that I was pregnant. Yep. Right down to telling Ben that I didn't want to see him, but I didn't want him to go anywhere either, basically. <laughs> I was super emotional with Riley, and I wasn't with with Emma. But, yeah, I was basically like, I don't want to see or I don't want to be around you right now, but I don't want you to go anywhere. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I knew I was pregnant, Ben, yeah. But I'm that person. <sighs> so today, so kids... <laughs> Or should I say our fellow adults? Today we are going to be talking about multiple kids. <laughs> transitioning. Transitioning from having. Among other things. Yeah. Transitioning from having one kid to two to three, four, five. Um, I don't know about that many. But. Some of my close friends are having, you know, back to back pregnancies and. Um, I Inquiring would... minds have asked us. Yes. We've been requested. Yeah. Because yeah, we fancy some. We're cool. Somebody requested for us to do this topic. Yeah. And so I only have one child. Um, but I think all moms, whether you have one child or multiple, you always think of like rational and irrational thoughts of your fears, your worries, anything like that. So with having multiple kids. Since I'm seasoned over Rachel, here. Yeah, Rachel's <laughs> seasoned with her three beautiful babies. Um, Give me all the we're gonna, questions. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to pick your brain today. Okay. So let's start with. Let's start it, with what's normal. What do you mean? What, I mean, come on. This is what I'm going to say. No. At We're not some normal. point in time during your pregnancy, you're going to have a moment where you have massive mom guilt. I don't know a single person. For your second one. Yep. Okay. Single person who gets pregnant with their second one and at some point in time in their pregnancy does not have mom guilt. I feel like it is the number one thing that happens no matter what. And a lot of times, even though you know it's ridiculous, you will have in your mind that what if I can't love the second one as much as I love the first one? Or what if my bond is different with my second one as much as it is the first one? I had the fear and I knew it was ridiculous and it absolutely was ridiculous <laughs> because as soon as they came out, uh, you're not thinking about, well, what if I can't love them? Because you do. It's amazing how you can just grow basically with love. It's basically like when you think your heart can't possibly love anything anymore you have another one, and then you're like, I can't possibly love anything any more than I love this one. <laughs> saying it. And then you go back and you look at it, and you're like, holy shit. I was stupid. 
Well, do you think there's a difference too with um, having multiple children back to back or years in between? I think that the way that you handle life is what's different more than it is like different in like um, feeling. I think the feeling's the same. You might have various mom guilt of like, I didn't give them enough time on their own one-on-one time. But I think you can feel that no matter how many years you gave one child and not the other, and the roles might reverse. I gave my first child five years. My second one, I didn't give them as much because then I turned around and had another baby after that. Or that one won't get five years alone. They'll only ever have a sibling. Right. So you can kind of flip it any way you want to flip it. But I think that the way you handle your day-to-day life is probably going to be different when you have them did Close. your did you feel like your home life changed at all as far as uh, routine and uh, with your spouse? So ours are are the first and second are five years apart. I would never do five years apart again because I feel like it was harder for our older one to transition to having a sibling than it was when we went from two to three and right. they're only a couple years difference. So that I wouldn't do because it was a lot more emotionally taxing on her. Not like unbearable, but just harder. The key to that one was letting her be a part of baby things, letting her help with baby, letting her do all the things she wanted to do and not forcing her to do anything. Right. That that helped a lot. And then remembering to give her one-on-one time because she was able to see a life before the baby. Um, That was the biggest thing. The second set... There wasn't as much trouble as far as that was concerned. It was like they already knew how to share. So I was like, whatever. Um, routine was really hard <laughs> uh, because I carry the weight of the world. And juggling everything. Yep. The biggest problem, again, though, went back to the age gap because Emma was going to school and playing hockey and all of that. So I still had to do all of that. And then I had this and brand, had new, baby, brand new baby. And I was new and, to school. Yep. So I didn't know what to do and then I was pregnant for part of hockey and then I had this baby and then getting out of the house by myself on weekends to do morning hockey was really hard and then um Riley was not easy she was unhappy a lot she didn't sleep well at all but eventually you do just kind of figure out what works and ultimately sometimes it comes down to I need someone else to help me because I need to focus on the older but that's where mom guilt comes in again. It does. <laughs> it does. So it's a cycle. Uh, nothing changed really with my spouse. I mean, we've always been crazy about each other. So we just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we just kind of fell into sync pretty quickly. We got lucky with with that one. I think it was a little bit more of a shock to him about balancing more than one kid. Somehow I was able to just to figure it out. But I think it's because in your brain you already know you have to. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is going to come in. So you just have to. You have to figure it out. Um, But it didn't, like, cause any kind of, like, interruption there or anything with our relationship. It, I mean, privacy was harder to get in the beginning. But it was also his first baby, though. So our scenario was different. So he wasn't around for the beginning stages of Emma's life. Right. He came in when she was a little bit older. So he saw most of her life, but not the infant stage. So for him to bring, when we brought baby number two, that was his first infant round. So it might be different to somebody who already had. Do you feel like he handled it well? I think he did. I think he handled the transition from two to three 
even better. I think once he had already been done the infant stage, it was easier. So that I would say that if you have that at home, it's probably easier. I don't remember what the other part of your question was. You said spouse. Yep. Just routine. spouse, routine. Routine spouse was hard. Routine. I mean, and there's no easy way. Your routine is always weird. Um, and you're learning basically that life is going to be chaos pretty much all the time. Yeah. However, two to three, easy peasy. Didn't even notice. So it's really just after the two. Is that what you're saying? Basically, yes. Anything <laughs> after two is like, eh, what's what's another baby? So for, for our inquiring minds, just know you're probably going to have another one. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> um, I feel like you can be as like focused as you want and like create a schedule, but your schedule is probably going to be interrupted. Just be prepared for like things to not go the way you plan. For a while, it does get better. I feel like that's my life in general. It gets worse when you add another. Yeah, one. yeah. I mean, it gets it gets worse. So, how does that work for you? Since you're such a control freak. Well, okay. So I'm a control freak. However, I'm pretty laid back in my general personality. So most of the time, I can handle like a wrench thrown into the pivot. plans. Yes, I can pivot really well. Um, the only time that it stresses me out is like if I have a deadline and hockey is the example I use because that's always stressful. Say we got to be to hockey at like nine or 10 in the morning and I have a brand new baby and then I have. That means you're up at six. Yep. And then I have a like somewhere in between where which was Riley. Um, it was hard and I put a lot of guilt on because if we were late or didn't make it, I felt like I was letting down the oldest who I said things weren't going to completely change you know when these siblings come in it'll be fine we'll still do all these things and I would have guilt over her missing something or being late because of her siblings she honestly doesn't give a flying fuck she doesn't she loves her siblings and so it doesn't matter to her maybe there are other kids who don't but I beat myself up every time it happens even now when we can't get out the door Ultimately, nobody's going to be able to tell you anything because in your mind, you're always going to be guilty. You're going to feel mom guilt. Hardcore. And you're going to justify it. Yep. And it's going to sit there and it's going to fester. So I can sit here all the day and be like, it's totally fine. It's absolutely normal. It is absolutely normal. Just know it's normal. But it, you're still going to feel that way. <laughs> I'm. That's just the do end of it. Do you feel like, okay, do you feel like your stress level is any more high? Or no. Do you think, it's just the same. No, it's just the same. <laughs> Literally, as soon as the second one came in, it wasn't so much that, like, she caused an interruption. It's She was very different than the first baby. When they, that post that you see, you know, that says um, having an easy firstborn is Mother Nature's way of tricking you into having, having another, another and your second will be a no-limit soldier who doesn't sleep and slaps. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I got. <laughs> um, yep, that was exactly it. So I guess... <laughs> I feel like saying it's chaos, like it is chaos. It's two different personalities, organized chaos, two different sometimes. needs, but it wasn't necessarily bad. Right. It was just different. I think the thing is, is not letting go of things. And then you're like freaking out about it and learning that you have to let things go. You're going to miss things. Well, sometimes. okay. But are you the type of person to, why do I feel like you're going to put me on blast uh -huh. here and like dig into the uh -huh. one thing you well, know? Well, no, because this is the only reason I'm bringing <laughs> I this up. I want real things here. Yes. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because my spouse brought it to my attention and mm -hmm. I was like, F you. <laughs> like, so anyway, so I just want to know, are you the type of person if something doesn't, you get really like, for instance, like something pisses you off. Mm -hmm. 
are you pissed off the whole day or you try to like brush it off and just move on and don't lie no and honestly <laughs> it depends on what it is and it depends on like my mood that day because some days i feel like i can let things go and other days i can't okay what if it's something that you know would probably happen because you didn't arrange it are we talking about like my spouse doing something that pissed me off am i pissed off all day because i feel yes. like this question did is much didn't. more like <laughs> did okay. or didn't and you knew it could have been handled in a better way and that pissed you off are you gonna brush it off and be like whatever we're just we'll just brush it off um, or is it going to fester I'll, I'll give an example if i say that like there's something that they should have done that they didn't do that then interrupts my day that I have to then take Your care routine. of it. And I, I could have just done it myself, but I counted on them to do it and they didn't. And then I have to pivot. I won't let it necessarily ruin my day, but they're going to get a lot more attitude for a good chunk of time or an earful until I'm satisfied, basically. <laughs> You're sick. It's just how it's going. Yeah. Whatever. You're going to be mad all day. Like you're over there saying it because you're pissed all day. That's right. Um, the honestly, the thing that gets me the most is you have to be on the same page with your spouse. And I, my suggestion would be, and we're still working at this, is what tell you them how you're feeling well, when tell you're, them how feeling you're feeling. It. But like what you see, <laughs> I don't like having to paint a picture all the time because in my head I'm like, we have three effing kids. You know how they eat, when they eat when they get changed, what, what the bath time routine is. Exactly. So for me, if you're failing at that, that grinds my gears because at this point you should know. But sometimes you have to remind them because they don't. Reminding them pisses me off. But have a schedule. That's the one thing I would say that your spouse is fully aware of because it will ease some of the tension, especially when you have two young ones, I feel like, because you're going to get overwhelmed with bath time and with bedtime and feeding because it's not always going to line up right or you're going to get exhausted and you're going to burn out. And then if you are like me and you have any other kind of chronic illnesses or pain Running or whatever, on e. exactly, it's going to be harder because you don't have it. And then when you don't like to ask for help, it makes it even worse for you to wait to the point that you're exhausted and you almost yell for help or get angry at them. So make sure that you guys are kind of on the same page because it will help the transition a little bit and ultimately it's a team effort if you're if you're a single parent i feel like you figure out what works for you and that routine works if you're a married couple you can't just figure out your routine and then get angry at them when they're not a part of it you have to make them a part of your routine and i feel like they have to be active in it i mean he goes to work all day but we finally got into a rhythm that says you know that they're going to eat dinner and then it's going to be bath time for whoever during the night. Or you know that we read a book at whatever time. And we still to this day, I mean, we have conversations where I say, this isn't your first fucking rodeo. <laughs> you know what we do at bedtime. Or it's just like, you know, everyone has that spouse that like walks by the garbage that's like overflowing. Or, like, they've been with you long enough to know that, like, it grinds your gears if the sink is full on both sides. Those kinds of things. Yet they walk by. Or, like, if you put something on the stairs with the intention of bringing it downstairs or bringing it up or whatever the case might be, and they will walk by it repeatedly. I put stuff there specifically to see how long it takes for somebody else to say, maybe I should go put this away. <laughs> like, yep. Those are the things... <laughs> 
that I feel like uh So does that get better or worse? With more with kids? Multiple kids. <laughs> well <laughs> depending on the ages of your children too. Um I have an older one and she's a saint. She's like a little mother. Um, but I also am not afraid to do chores or have them do chores. She has responsibilities. We don't really call them chores as much as their responsibilities. And we discuss the fact that like running the house is a team effort. You know, mommy does a lot of things and takes care of a lot of things, but she can't do everything. So we need to help. And it's our home and we all need to take care of our home. And she does pretty much whatever I ask her to. Uh, the second one, you heard her tonight when I said, no, go downstairs. And she just went, no, <laughs> yep. she didn't even yell. Just no, <laughs> no, yep, that one, <clears throat> baby Lucifer. Buckle up. Yep. That's baby Lucifer. She's a mess today all day. I was like, we got to go get back in the car. Cause we got down picking up Emma. No. And she was like, twirling. so matter of fact about it yep. too. Like, no, she was just twirling. <laughs> In the field. <laughs> yep. No. So then I didn't even have to do it. Emma turned around and goes, bye, and starts walking away. And she's like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it wasn't even me. It was the little mother, Emma. Bye. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. What else do you have? We kind of veered off topic a little bit here. All right. Um, what is something that you would tell someone having a kid? Five years or more in between. Apart? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I feel like we always talk about people having kids back to back because that's usually, so, I mean, most of the time that happens, right? Or mm-hmm. they don't plan or they plan, whatever. It's usually like close in age, right? But what would you tell parents having uh, a kid um, more years apart? For me, it was that the kid that was older, I honestly had more needs emotionally. And so the transition was harder. So I would just say to be prepared because you're going to have to set aside specific time for them so that they feel. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we still every now and then it surfaces in where she feels like she doesn't really get the alone time anymore or she doesn't get as many cuddles. That's a big thing because she's getting bigger. And so I've been predisposed to just cuddle the babies. You know, I still cuddle her, but um, those are little things that you don't really think about that they think about. So yeah. it makes a difference to set aside that time. And I don't necessarily mean to go anywhere and go do things because at first I used to think like, oh, maybe I just need to take her out on like a mom date. And she appreciated those, but it was the small things like lay in bed with me for a few minutes or let's cuddle on the couch. Those were the things that she was missing Yeah. when the second baby came in. So I would just say be aware of their feelings because they have much more feelings than someone who's only like a year apart. And then I think that transition from two to three was easier because baby number two has never known being alone with you. Whereas baby number one, especially when they're older, they have. So now if you had like two kids and then took a break and had another one, I'm not sure it would be quite the same because that second one has always known to share. Whereas the first one into the second one doesn't. So I actually think when you have them closer together, in my opinion, other than burning out as a parent, not sleeping enough, that kind of thing, because it's two young kids' needs and you're constantly running. Ultimately, I think it would be easier. Uh, And this time we said we wouldn't, if we were going to have another, we wouldn't wait very long. Two years is, like, perfect, I feel like, because they're kind of self-sufficient. Right. Um, And then you've bounced back a little bit and you kind of know your routine. So if I had to pick, like, the ideal age, I would say two years. Um, But 
I mean, that kind of depends on the person, I guess. But emotions are a bigger factor when the kids are older, I feel like, and you bring in another baby. When they're younger, they kind of are just like, eh, cool. A friend. Yeah. Maybe not to other people, but that's my experience with it. What's your one key advice to give parents going on their second child that nobody else would say? No sugar coat. Um, that's that's a big question. Ooh, (laughs) what? Yeah, no. For the kids, and for you as a couple. Oh, like as far as like parenting, yeah. Um. Mine would always target the mom usually, although dads might have it. It's it's literally the fact that when you think there's not enough love, just wait because there absolutely is. You just you don't know it until it happens. Um, and even when you're beating yourself up, just know that you're giving them the greatest gift you could give them, and that's a sibling. And that's a big deal. And if you have siblings, I feel like most of you know that bond with them. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about it, like your kids only – they only have part of you. You know, your DNA is very different in, than your children's. They have yours and their dad's, but their siblings have very close DNA. It's almost exactly the same in a sense, you know, not right. exactly, but they are the only other person that has mom and dad's in them. So they're actually more like genetically or, well, DNA-wise than they are related to their parents. So it's kind of cool that you're giving them that bond to be connected to them much more than even you're connected to your own child. Yeah. It's a weird way to think of it, but that would, that would be a big thing. Um, and then, yeah, just that it does, it gets better. Everything always gets better. And just when you think you're ruining their lives, you're not. I think that's all parents yeah, worry. You're not like ruining their lives. And the fact that you're afraid of giving them enough affection, um, means that you're probably doing something right if that's a big fear because i feel like that's the number one fear maybe people are worried about schedules i mean maybe i'm on the wrong boat and everyone wants to know like how do you balance it i don't fucking know because you don't know what your baby's gonna come out like (laughs) if your baby comes out an asshole every plan you had is out the goddamn window so you gotta be ready to pivot if your baby comes out and they're super chill you can keep going on with your same schedule and only tweak it slightly but you don't know until that baby's here every plan you have may fall apart just like we talked about breastfeeding every damn plan i had didn't work and everything everyone said did not work did not work so i had to pivot so just be ready for things to not be perfect for a while but it doesn't mean it's bad stop and enjoy it look at your kids together take the little moments relationship wise my number one thing for people is to never forget your spouse that's like the biggest thing remember why you love each other Take time away from the kids. Go on dates. It's okay to leave your kids. It absolutely is okay to leave your kids. You need to keep your marriage strong and your relationship strong outside of your children. Because someday those kids will leave and your spouse is all that's going to be left. So you don't want to lose that bond. I think so many people forget that. But also you need to understand that your lives change when you become parents. So your spouse may have been a certain way and they're going to change. You gave them children. They have more responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And men, I don't know if it's the same way with all couples, but I would say most men, I think, they kind of take the weight of the world on. You give them one kid, and that's a responsibility. And then you give them two kids, and that's even more. So then they might turn off their emotions a little bit more, be a little bit more withdrawn. And it's not necessarily because they don't love you. It's because 
they're so focused on how do I send this one to college? How do I keep boys away from my daughter? How do you know what I mean? Like they're going through all these checklists in their head and they're not always talking about it or they don't feel like they should because they get that manly man complex that says that they can't show emotion. So just give them a little bit of grace. Try to get them to talk to you if you can and keep the communication line open because we get I intense. think any spouse, not just. Yeah, I don't know, obviously, uh, but like I mean, that's. I, but I think it is. I think even T, she has like a one track mind mm-hmm. sometimes with the baby, like because she's really trying, like she's really trying. Because one, she's never dealt with babies before. Sure. Really, I mean. So maybe it's the difference of birthing the baby. That and could then be not. it too. So that's that where like the connection too. is different. Because I suppose her connection would be the same as yeah. You know, the male coming in. Like they say, mothers, you know, they bond with their baby or whatever, mm-hmm. have an attachment before they're born when they're in the womb. I think and there's the others still that it. maternal. I think what with T, I think it shocked her more than it shocked. Mm-hmm. I feel anybody else, but I think it shocked her more to see that maternal bond yeah. with the baby, even though like their DNA is not the same, but their but like the love that she has for mm-hmm. her, I think it even shocked her because it's... she didn't know. Sure. You know what I mean? That's kind of crazy. And you know, I didn't think about that. Like I I thought of like husbands and how they bond and stuff and their DNAs there, but I didn't think about but even like skin another to skin. woman like, too coming yeah. in that does it just trigger her motherly instincts as if yeah. it was her baby no matter what. I well, mean, and she'd always joke too. She'd be like, "It's fine, it's fine. I'm a first responder. Like I know what to do." Like <laughs> and you know, but I don't think the little thing. Like I don't think it's like if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that hit her more than I think it she ever could have imagined. That's kind of Which amazing. I think it was. Yeah, it, it really, really awesome. was. Because at first she was like super scared. Like I imagine you she looked at the baby like know. uh like I like she looks too little. I can't even hold her. I can't even touch her. Like I don't know even know what to do. Sure. Um but did it ever worry you that she wouldn't bond the same way yes. because the DNA wasn't yes. there? Because I never knew if that would be a thing, but I suppose adoptive parents go through the same thing. But... Yeah, like you worry that, you know, you're not gonna have that connection, you're not gonna have that bond and then was there a um, fear of resentment ever when you were had this baby and had this or a fear that you would be okay now that you had it? You didn't need her for anything? No, I don't think so. I think I was more worried. I was more worried about, like, her having a connection of her mm-hmm. own. Okay. Um, With the baby and... Now it's like I'm kicking myself because she's, you know, she is just suckered. I suppose feeling like you have that, that they'll, you know, feel for them as much as you feel for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's that's a thing. No, that that's a definite thing. That's a real fear. Like sometimes I, you know, I'd want to ask her, like, especially being all emotional, being, you know, like two, three months after having baby, like. Do you even know what I'm feeling? Like, like you don't need, like, you, you know, do you actually love her mm-hmm. the way I love her? But, like, she proved me wrong a hundred times over. Like, I never, I should have never doubted it. It's funny that you said that, though, that you said the, do you love her the same way? Because I'm pretty sure when we brought home baby number three and my husband's reactions were slightly different than baby number one because he was a little bit more, se- or baby number two, whatever, because he was a little bit more seasoned. Mm-hmm. I asked him, do you love her as much as you love the other one? Because in my head, I had this thought that, like, because he was more seasoned and he was more relaxed and did things a little bit differently, in my head, I was like, does he love her as much as he loved the second one? Because I love them both. And I couldn't, like, express how much I was able to just grow in loving these babies 
every single time they came in and wondering if he felt the same exact way mm -hmm. about them. So it was interesting that you were asking that question because even though he shares the DNA, I had the same question of, yeah. do you love her as much as you love the other one? Is your bond the same? Yeah. It's weird. Isn't it? I also feel Mom like when thoughts. you have multiple kids, <laughs> um, you're not going to love everything about your children. I feel like let's lay it out there. There are going to be personality traits that they get that you're not a fan of. So I never think that you love one kid more than the other. I think you love them differently. That's the best way to describe it. There are different things about each of them. Deep down, you'll love them all equally in that sense, but there will be different things about each one that you love, and then there will be qualities to the other that say, my kid's annoying. Uh, but most, most of the time, I'm just saying, most of the time, the things that you think are annoying are what they get from you. Probably. It's myself. <laughs> oh, that's it's probably like, I'm annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's the things I see that I'm like, damn, you're just like nope. me. Why Tooties, do you drive yep. me nuts? Tooties does it already. And I'm like, oh, yep. I can see we're going to bump heads. And take into consideration, <laughs> kids are fucking annoying. <laughs> they hit a certain age and you're like, oh, this is my least favorite age. So, <laughs> Hate it. May I just say, uh, I told my friend the topic we were talking about today, mm -hmm. and she said, that's great. I'm currently listening to my kid scream because I won't scratch her back, and she won't go to bed. <laughs> Annoying. Hashtag mom life. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, if I could think of any questions that I would have asked other parents, but most of the time my question was always just, uh, how do you know you're going to love them both? And then I always worried that I ruined the older one's life because I interrupted her life. And I was taking myself away. I didn't ruin her life. Like I gave her something that she literally cherishes watching her grow with it. But in my head, it was always, did I ruin her life? And I still go back to that thought sometimes when I feel like, you know, we don't stay for extra activities because I have babies and other families don't. So other families can stay and mingle or they can go to a bar restaurant and stuff. And I opt out a lot of times because I have two other babies. Right. Sporting events, things like that. So I always worry that I ruined it for her because we didn't get to do those things or whatever. But ultimately, they they care about some things, but they don't care at the same time. Um, now that we were talking about, like, DNA and all that stuff, mm -hmm. you know, thinking back on it, I always had those feels when I was growing up uh, with my stepdad mm -hmm. um, because he, I, I was really young when my mom yeah. met him. Um, and then my mom had two kids with him. And yeah. so wondering, you know, like, well, that's not, you know, like, does he love he's not my dad, as... but does he, you know, does he truly care for me as much right. as he does my siblings? Or does he, you know, do I notice him favoring? And do you think he you cares know? as much about you as he does the others oh, now? <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, like, I'm a firm believer. Anybody can have kids, but. Yeah, it takes um, a to guy. be a dad. Yeah, yeah. to be a dad, yeah. no matter what, and that's why, like, I mean, DNA or not, like, I love kids hard. Like, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if they're mine or not. Like, but that question pegs. Before you had kids, you loved everybody's kids. Right? I know. When it's you different. had your own, shut up. How do you feel about other people's I hate kids? You, <laughs> you have your true. select few that you're okay with, but then some people you're just like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's, it's it's a different shift. It is. I don't know. I I still am the crazy lady though. 
but you still love babies i still but love like, babies but yes. you know what i'm talking no, about no yeah like you were open to everybody's kids before you loved all kids you'd be like oh yeah i'll babysit i'll do all this stuff and then you have your own and you're like "Ooh, don't put me down for that or yeah. i did take God, a break from they, that they bug me or and you have your select few obviously that you're just gonna I have my gonna mini like. tribe yeah, yeah. but like always with me. Eh, most time you look at other people's kids and you're like nope no, don't don't sign nope, me up for that yep, one. Not doing that. Yeah, it's an actual. Yeah, I'm thing. no PTA mom. No, I've already I've already established. I will though, like if I'm in a I'll situation help when I want to yeah. help. So like we were playing um, like baseball or whatever in the field when Emma was doing softball, and there was a little boy who, like a gnat flew in his eye, and the coach or dad or whoever was there was just really uh, ignoring him, and I saw him like holding his eye, you know, and I asked if he was alright. To the point where he came over to me, like, will you look, you know, can you help me kind of thing? And as much as I don't like other people's kids, like, I was the first one in there trying to, like, look in his eye to see if there was something that I could get out or, like, how to flush it out or whatever. And I think I think my husband thought, like, damn, you're doing a lot for that kid. But I was like, I can't. I just can't. I'm going to be the person that is probably going to end up, like, why is this weird lady touching my kid? But it's like, I don't know, he needed help. Like, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. But don't put me down for other people's kids for the most part. Like, Although I will say, that. I will say, I don't remember. If, well, I don't know if you remember, but I had, uh, I think I had it two or three years in a row. It was at the old house, though. But when I had the big baby sleepover. Yeah, like we were never sleep- able to do it because we always had hockey. Yeah. So I had like when you bring the last back. year. Uh let me have a finished basement and maybe we can talk Your about select it. select few. But no, I had like 13 kids over. You. <laughs> but now I think of it now and I'm like, no, I don't know if I can do that. I don't. Maybe like five. I'm okay. And I mean, put your small tribe. Like yeah, the yeah. kids that you're not, you're okay with. But, but I mean, I'm okay with everybody's kids. I love No, you. you're not. But like. You just said that you weren't okay with But I'm saying kids. if I had the choice. No, I'm not gonna take 13 kids no more. <laughs> Before you're because like, I can't send five. them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go home. Oh wait, I still. Have and one. when you send them and home, I throw mine too. <laughs> right. When you send them home, you're sending 12 home, not 13. So yeah, that's true. That's true. That's because you're keeping one. So. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Other fears would be like uh, birthing experiences. Mm-hmm. We talked that that was a fear of yours because of your traumatic birthing experience, and then it definitely holds you off. Um, I would be the first to preach that uh, every birthing experience is going to be different. different. And just because you had one that was traumatic, absolutely does not. Well, mean I mean that's the that also makes me want to do mm-hmm. to have another birthing experience just so that I don't have a bad one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can go like into one. it completely different. Yeah. So there's everyone's going to be a little bit different. I was fortunate enough that most of mine were were pretty similar, but they were different ultimately. I mean. I also had fears like I wanted my doctor to, to deliver every time because, again, I'm a control freak, so I wanted to know what I could expect. Granted, he was able to, so I was grateful for all of that. But, I mean, my sister, for example, she did not want a C-section. Okay, so this is where it gets really funny. Before Emma, I had wanted a C-section. I was like, where can I sign up for this? I didn't want to push a baby out. I was super nervous. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to do it. My sister... Didn't want a C-section. She wanted to push the baby out. She wanted to experience it. So here she goes, January, the month before I was due. She stopped dilating, tried to keep pushing through to dilate, couldn't dilate. 
ended up having to go in and have a C-section. And it was a little bit more of an emergency situation at that point. Here I come one month later. And I dilate all the way, and out comes a baby out my vag. <laughs> like, that was, that was the scenario. Baby number two comes along for her, and she picked her birthday. They said, okay, so let's see. When do we want to have her? What do you want her birthday to be? Scheduled it. She was able to get cleaned up and everything. Went in, had had the C-section. Now, granted, I think she may have started to go into labor, so it might have been a little bit different than what she had originally planned. But for the most part, the plan was that she was going to go in. It wasn't like emergency. They just like, she went in and had her. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that she remembered was that when she had the planned C-section, she didn't have to call everybody and have them come in because you're recovering right Mm -hmm. after your C-section. Right. So she wasn't bombarded. She was able to kind of get her bearings, get ready when it came to like breastfeeding and kind of comfortable and relaxed a little bit and then could call and let people come in. Whereas like if you're in labor, everyone loves to hang out in the waiting room, I feel like, or in your room with you until you push the baby out and yada, yada, yada. And everyone's always there, I feel like. With the C-section, she didn't really have to say anything until afterwards. Like it was very much a calculated experience. And from what I understood from her, it was a really pleasant experience. Yeah. The second time around, because it was planned mm-hmm. a little bit greater, um, it was easier. Yeah. So I don't know. And then after I had one, normally I didn't want to have one any other way because I wanted to be able to move around yeah. and do all those things. Cause when I saw Recovery how much I had hard. to do, I didn't want any more C sections. No, yep. I'm always open because I know that there's going to be things that happen. Yeah. And you may end up that way. But it was awfully funny that she didn't want a C section. You wanted the total opposite. I wanted a C section <laughs> and got the opposite. Yep. So. It's usually how it fucking works. I mean, now they just walk out. Pretty much just. Achoo! Well, yours, yeah. They, you're, <laughs> catch. Like, Excuse me, I'm coming out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for one of them, I don't, I don't think it was. Fiona, I don't know if it was Fiona or Riley, but one point they were like, okay, push, you know, make sure you're a really good push. It's pushing. Did it again. And then they were like, okay, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> because she was like, whoop. And they needed to like slow it down because she was like pushing right out. So yeah, at one point it was like, stop, stop, stop pushing. Oh boy. Yeah. It worked out fine. All vag babies. All vag babies. We always make fun of my sister because she's the only vag baby. Oh, she's tainted. Yeah. <laughs> I was me, not me a and Mikey are, Me and Mikey are C-section. <laughs> oh, so she was able to have a vaginal birth after C-section. Mm-hmm. But then she had another C-section. Why? I don't know. That, isn't that weird? I mean, it's not really weird, but like, why did she have another C-section? I don't know. Did she opt in for it? or? I don't know. Does your age have to do something with it? I mean, you are considered she was a higher risk when she you're... Was thir- yeah, she was like 30, 31 when she okay, had Okay, but Mikey's. that's not that old. Because I was... 30 for Fiona. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd have so, to ask her. I, yeah, it might she have just had been me C-section. She had my uh, my sister, bad baby, and then my brother, another C-section. I'm pretty sure that's how it go, went, but I don't know. I'm trying to think, too. Like, my second birth was a lot easier, too, than the first birth. Mm-hmm. Um, And my recovery... Okay, so the best part about having baby number two, my recovery was like, boom, super fast, lost all the weight super quick, baby number two, yep, faster than baby number one. And they say, you know, because you're, you've are you done it before, and then blah, blah, blah. But so baby number two, I was like, damn, 
we got this. Baby number three came around. I was like, oh, I should be fine, you know, because they say once you have multiple, your body kind of knows and you just kind of go through it. <laughs> got two Tontino over here. Like, <laughs> newsflash. <laughs> you lied. So, yeah, I might be mentally happier, but. <laughs> uh, my summer bod never came. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's because we're going into what we call hibernation yeah <laughs> oh man so there are no great words of wisdom when it comes to adding multiple children just know you got this take 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 mama rachel's advice you didn't ruin your babies mama they're Rachel fine baby. um mom guilt is normal so beat yourself up for a second and then adjust your crown and move on because it'll be fine and don't start thinking that you don't have enough love until you have that baby, because I guarantee you got more than enough love Amen. for that baby and for all the babies. And when you have a breakdown, just think of me singing in your head. Okay. Bitch, you doing a good job. <laughs> Bitch, you doing a good job. At the end of the day, you got this, and uh, you'll learn how to pivot. At the end of the day, you'll figure it out. I mean, it's crappy, and nobody wants to hear that, but you'll figure it out. And if you need to cry, just cry. And to not have a plan is the best plan. Mm-hmm. Just dust it off then and, and move on. But don't be afraid to take the mental moment if you're upset. And even when you're pregnant, if you're freaking out, freak out for a little bit. It's okay and it's normal. And then just move forward with it. Just don't dwell on it forever. Easier said than done. It absolutely is. So I'm, I mean, practice what you preach. But uh, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. And uh, we're all just practicing anyway, so we don't know what the fuck we're doing. So right. We're going to find out in 20 years we all ruined our kids, so. <laughs> <laughs> As we're sitting here doing a podcast, like, right? what the fuck just happened? We're going to be we're gonna be blamed for ruining our kids, guarantee it. Our daughters are going to make a podcast and be like, our moms are so stupid. <laughs> that one time my mom talked about me on her podcast, destroyed me from life. <laughs> Can't even. I need therapy. <laughs> my feelings are hurt. Anyways, on anyway. that note, um, that's all for today. Never hesitate if we release an episode two to comment on social media or send us private messages if there was something that you heard that really helped you or if you have more questions or things that you just want to talk to somebody about. We'll do our best to get back to anyone who does message, but it's an open platform. If you don't feel comfortable doing it right on the page, you can private message us. Um, this place is supposed to be where people feel like they have a friend or someone to relate to. And you do. We listen. I mean, we might be crazy, but <laughs> we listen. So don't hesitate to uh, go ahead and ask questions on there or leave comments. We like to see what everyone thought, too. Um, yeah. Otherwise, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Be sure to check out our website at www.diagnosedwithchildren.com. You can check us out on Facebook at Diagnosed with Children or follow us on Instagram at diagnosed underscore with underscore children. Bye.